for sending us our counselor. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving me counselor, the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Father. Thank you for giving us power, the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. When the Holy Spirit come upon you, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Father, we bless your name for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the healing power through the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the protection of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we worship you. You are God. You did not leave us unattended to. We are not orphans in this world. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit. The spirit of peace. The spirit of grace. The spirit that gives joy to the saints of God. The spirit that defends us. The one who fights our battle for us. Father, we bless your holy name. The one that empowers us and graces us. Holy Spirit of God, we thank you. Remember the time that you had, you were, you were in a fix and the Lord dropped a thought to your mind and that is the solution. It is the working of the Holy Spirit. Remember doors that have been opened to you this year. It is the working of the Holy Spirit. Some of you have been promoted in the working of the Holy Spirit. It's the one that brings favor to man. Father, we bless your name. It says peace upon men upon whom the favor of God have rested. Father, we exalt your name for the Holy Spirit. The rivers of God, the flow of which shall make us happy. We worship you, our God. We worship you, our God. We worship you, our God. He is the one who fights your battle when you are asleep. It is the Holy Spirit of God. That is his name. He is the one that directs us, that will not let us fall into sin. He is the Holy Spirit. He convicts us of righteousness and of judgment. He is the Holy Spirit. He is the one that brings to our memory, even when we are in examination hall. It is the Holy Spirit. He is the one that inspires us to do good things, to take steps that we end up in fulfillment of destiny. It is the Holy Spirit of God. We worship you. When we went to the den of the lion, you silenced the lion and you did not allow their teeth, oh God, to be open for us. You break their claws before us. And you empowered us, oh God. You brought our enemies down before us at our feet. It is the working of the Holy Spirit of God. We thank you, Father God, for sending the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us the Holy Spirit. Lord, we worship you. We worship you, oh God. We thank you every success that we achieve by the Holy Spirit. All the testimonies you had yesterday, they are by the Holy Spirit. We worship you, Lord. We bless you, Jehovah. We thank you, Lord. He is the one that gives a barren woman open the womb of a barren woman. He is the one that touches our bones and organs and heals us. The Holy Spirit of God, we exalt you. Holy Spirit of God, we magnify thee. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. He is the one that opens doors for us where there is no way. He makes a way where we are we least expect way. He is the favor of God that rests upon us. even the angels of God. Thank you God the Holy Spirit. He is the one that gives us understanding of the word of God. He is the one that opens our mind to understand the word of God. The Bible says that Jesus breathed upon them and he said receive the Holy Spirit and their mind was open. We bless your name. We exalt you Lord. We magnify the Jesus. We magnify the Jesus. 
We give you the praise and honor and glory. We thank you. He is the custodian of our destiny. The defender of God's people. Holy Spirit of God, we worship you. We worship you, our God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There is a start praying. I want us to pray tonight with understanding. 
God said, next year will be the year of God's glory. Okay? The first prayer we're going to pray is this. In the book of Psalm, the Lord showed me angels will be released upon the earth at the zero hour of 2019. They will walk across the face of the globe. They will make themselves visible to many. And many will see them. Many will speak with them. They will instruct many. And what the Lord has instructed me is that I should prepare your heart for it. Because in the days of God's visitation, it is not a good thing for some to see and others don't. And I've started to do that since last month. When I was telling you about the state of mind, how you must condition your state of mind. But we're going to pray now from the book of Psalm 85, verse 6 to verse 7. You know, let me say something to you. One visitation in your house, it will change the whole of your Christianity forever. When you talk with an angel, once, once, even if you don't have that opportunity again, an angel knocked your door and, and, and you can communicate and converse with them. It changes the whole of your Christianity. You know, I want your heart, everyone who listen to me, both you here and those watching me all over the world, I want you to know it is your right to see. Amen. It's not a privilege. Jesus says, flesh give back to flesh, and spirit gives back to spirit. In other words, when you see an animal, by the way he behaves and he looks, you can tell what animal is he. When you see human beings, by the way they look and they, 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 they behave, you can say that this is a human being. Same thing, for everyone born of God, the seed of God has been born into them. Everything that God has is in them. I will gather now. So, what we want to deal with is this. You must approach all these seven days prayer with that concept that if I have a child of God, therefore, I should function like him. I have the right to function like him. I should function like him. Jesus finished the work on the cross. But we're going to pray. Because Jesus says, when he was talking about the importunity of the woman who went to the unjust judge and continued to say to the unjust judge, vindicate me of my adversaries. And Jesus said, the unjust judge vindicated the woman because he said, I will do this so that this woman don't wear me out. Because she continued persistently to pray and ask the same thing. And then he's ended by saying, how much more will the Lord give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? No more sitting on the fence. No more working with your human mind. We are going to cry to God. That book of Psalms says, shall we read it together? Will you not? Do you see what it says? Will you not revive us again? We have been revived before. We need it again. We were revived in the book of Acts chapter 2. When the day of Holy Ghost fully came, you know, the Bible says that there were people, the believers were praying, and suddenly the power of the Holy Spirit came. That was a revival. We have been revived before. A member of the church like you, who is not recognized, is not a minister, not ordained minister, he is just appointed to serve food in the church, and they call him deacon. Alright? Because the word deacon is for those who serve. And he went to another town infested with Satanism in chapter 8 of Acts. 
But the Bible tells us within verse 1 to verse 5 that he began to preach the gospel from one person to the other and the Lord came and demonstrated with signs and wonders. He was a young man at the time. He demonstrated with signs and wonders. That is revival for you. So you don't exclude yourself. We're going to pray to God. Will you not revive us again, O oh God? Send your revival. We're not saying to this nation, to us here in this house. Yes, Whoever is listening to me, to yourself. Revive me, O oh God. Revive me, O oh God. He says, will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice? When revival comes, city rejoices. You will become a blessing to everybody you meet. He says, show me your failing love. Oh Lord, and grant us your salvation. He's not talking about salvation or being born again here. When believers are praying for salvation, he's talking about redeeming us from lukewarmness so that we can be revived. Let us lift up our voices and begin to ask God to revive us. Send your revival. It is the time for revival. We are entering next year. Revive us again, oh God. Revive us again. Let us ask God for restoration. Revive us again. Revive us. Will you not revive us again, oh God? Revive us, oh God. We pray for Christ's faith tabernacle. Send your revival to our hearts. Let our heart burn again. Of your holy fire. It is like fire in my bone. <clears throat> Tell the Lord, use me for revival. The revival to come. Use me, oh God, in my office, in my family, in my neighborhood, in my streets. Revive me, oh God. Revive me. Let me be the Philip of next year. Let me be the Peter of next year, the Paul of next year. The Bible says, April's were taken away from the body of the apostle and they healed the sick. Revive us again, oh God. Revive us again, oh God. Will you not revive me, Lord God? Bravo, Revive me, Lord. Tell God, He says that your people may rejoice. Use me, oh God, to bring joy to the people of God, to bring joy to the cities and nations. Revive us again, oh God. Send your revival into our hearts. Tell the Lord, bring your healing to my mind. Revive me, Lord. Let me see myself in your work. Use me, Lord. I'm available. Show me your unfailing love, Lord. He says, show us your unfailing love, O Lord. And grant us your salvation. From the hands of laziness and apathy, send forth your salvation, O God. Send forth your salvation, O God. Tell the Lord, use me in your revival next year. When you send revival next year, let it come to my house. Let it begin in me. Let it begin over me. Let me be an instrument, Lord. I don't want to be an onlooker. I want to be used by you, O God. I want to be filled by your Holy Spirit. Tell God to use you. This nation and the nations of the earth are looking for God's people. The Bible says the whole creation wait with eager expectation for sons of God to be revealed. Tell the Lord, reveal me as I enter the new year.
The Bible says, and afterwards I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Tell the Lord, pour your spirit upon me as I enter the new year. Pour your spirit upon me as I enter the new year, Lord. Pour your spirit upon me, Lord Jesus. Use me in my school. Use me among my friends. Use me in this city. Use me in the nation you have placed me. Lord, let me manifest your power. Let me manifest your glory. Revive us, O oh God. Revive our church, O oh God. Send your revival. Tell the Lord, stir up the river of your prophetic. Stir up the river of prophetic. Joel chapter 2 verse 28. Afterwards I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Tell the Lord, baptize me with your Holy Ghost. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. If you have never spoken in tongues in your life, begin to tell the Lord, baptize me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit. Send your fire upon me, Lord. Send your fire upon me. Say that unto God. Send your fire. It is a promise from you. Jesus, visit me. Send your fire upon me. Jesus, visit me. Send your power upon me. Jesus, visit me. Send your power upon me. Oh Lord, my God. Send your power upon me. Send your power upon me. Jesus, visit me. Send your fire. 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 The Bible said the promise is for you and all your children. Stir up your rivers of prophetic. Tell the Lord, let every man and woman in this house begin to prophesy. Begin to prophesy. Speak about the future. Spirit within me. Yay, Father God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' holy name, we are praying with thanksgiving. I want you to go to your seat. Sit down, please, everybody. You know why I say you should sit down? I want to address conduct. And then we pray. <laughs> I made up my mind that I will wake up. What about you? When we are praying, some of you close your eyes. There was a child. Are sitting over there. Where is Grandbaby's uh, son? Ajayi? Where is he? Bring him for me.
They will have brought you to the shorter court. You know, when you are praying or when you are hearing the word, God is recording you and angels really are recording you. Everybody. But when angels record a man in video, they record you and your heart. Your mind is all bared. At one time, God allowed me to see the recording of heaven. They are about nine dimensional. You know, on earth we operate by, by three dimensional. In heaven, their video looks like nine dimensional. You can see everything at the same time. This boy, we were praying. This is one of my grandsons here. His grandfather, you may not know, his grandfather was my shepherd. He was my pastor for 20 years of my young age. When I, was, when I joined the intercessors from about the age of 10 around, he was my pastor till I married. And his father was born in my hand. And in those days, when I was almost involved with night vigil and all stuff, his brother and his senior one, they would follow me. And now God brought his father here to walk with me and he's, my, he's one of our pastors so that I can raise this offspring of my own spiritual father. You were praying on Sunday. This boy. No, you were worshipping. He lifted up his two hands and closed his eyes tight and was worshipping. And then you went into prayer and he was praying like that. You, when somebody is serious, you know. When somebody closes his eyes, if he's not serious, you know. If he wonders, you can see with the shape of the face, without discernment. And I said, where are the camera I put? This is what I want to be recorded, to be put in my television. That a boy like this knows God from his small age. While some adults who are still praying like this... Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you understanding what I'm saying? And God recorded you and recorded him in the same meeting. Grandbaby, go to your seat. Thank you. He walks like his grandfather. You know, we have few hours to determine what will happen next year. You have few hours to determine what will happen to you next year. For the past two months, I've been seeking God on what is going to happen next year. What have you been seeking God about? So, if I begin to prophesy about next year, and begin to tell you things that will happen in different nations, it just didn't come. I've been seeking Him from October. And I've been telling you, and I expect it. You know, one of the things that the Lord strongly showed me again and again this month is the psalm that we read. Look at that psalm. There are three powerful words there. Psalm 145, verse 18. I want us to read it together. The Lord read it again. The Lord Read it the third time. Consider what you have just said. 
It's same as if almost every day the Lord will take me back to it when I read it. That have you considered what you have said now? Again and again. Three major things that God gave us and their covenant, their promise. So if anybody wants to see God, you must call. He's near. You want to see into the realm of the Spirit, call on God. If you call on God regularly, it is spontaneous action that angels will appear to you. Look at the book of Acts chapter 13, no, chapter 10. Anybody who calls on God regularly, angels appear to them. You don't pray for angels' appearance, but they appear to you because you call on God. If you pray for the appearance, they will not answer. Angels don't appear to you because you are praying for you. You pray for, for such, they won't, they won't answer you. They reveal themselves according to the decree and the law of God that God will be near to those who call on Him. Now it says, verse 1, please, 10. At Caesarea, there was a man named who? Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. Verse 2 says, He and all his family were what? Can we look at that? Let's read together. So that sounds says the Lord is near to those who call on him regularly. Alright? The three things I will show you in that psalm is in this verse. Look at this man. The first resume of this man is that he was a devout Christian. Well, not a Christian, but a God worshiper. At that time, he was not born again. But he was sincerely seeking God in the Hebrew way, though he was a Gentile. I would get there now. So he sought God more than Hebrew, though he was a Gentile. Because he has accepted the God of the Hebrew. Cornelius is a Roman. An idol worshiper. Who now believed in the God of the Hebrew. So he was devout to God. Second thing, God fearing. I will show you what your son says to those who fear God. And then he was hilarious. He was a great giver. And he prayed regularly. Anybody who is God-fearing will be a great giver, of course. People who are God-fearing are great givers. You can know those who fear God by their giving. Anybody who is not a, if it is hard for you to give, is because you don't fear God yet. You are just following, you, have no, you haven't got relationship with Him. Because people who have relationship with God, even God instructs them in giving. And sometimes He will instruct you to give when you think you don't have. Maybe it's your last card. And he will instruct you to go and give it out to somebody. But because you love him, he will use you to meet up the need of some people who have been crying to him. So that he can be just to bless you. I will gather now. The same thing with your giving in church. You know, if anybody has problem to tithe in church, it's because he hasn't got contact with heaven yet. He's just following them to church. He has no relationship with God. You know, a good number of those who come to church, they, they look for God for various reasons. I don't want you to do that. You know, I've been telling you over the period that God is God even when He does not heal you. He is God even if He did not bless you. He is not God because of what He did to you. He is God because it's what is who He is. You remember two things that determine your personality? Who you are and what you are. Who you are is 
spontaneous. You have nothing to do with it. It's a pre-ordination. But what you are is a function of your actions that define what you are. I will together now. So, a generous giver is a person who had intimate relationship with the father who gave generously his son. You don't tell you you don't have to teach them about giving. They will because they are God's worshippers. Look at what he says here. What happened to this man? Verse three. One day, at about what? Shall we read it together, please? Stop. Was he praying for a vision? No. No. Let me remind you one thing I told you, the Lord told me. The Lord told me one day, son, the problem you cannot solve, why should you think of it? And he said to me, you are not God. And you don't play God. And he said to me, this is the problem of man. Whenever a man concentrates thinking about the things he cannot solve, what God will reveal, he will never see. Because your mind is occupied, so you cannot see what has been revealed before you place before you. I say Satan had made many people miss it. They can't see because they don't trust God. The attitude of thinking solution into the area you can't solve is his lack of your trust in God that makes you think that. Even some people, God will tell you, don't go this way. You will say, I will do it, and I will pray God will correct it. You heard that before? Like someone, God said, don't marry that person. He said, I will pray, it will be good. I can't understand that. But people do that. God said, don't die. It. No, we, we can pray it and change it. Change God? That was a terrible mistake. Everyone who went to such journey ended up in regret. A regret that they will be locked up in for years of their life in sorrow. They will cry. Their tears will not be had in heaven because they have, they have entered into rebellion against God. Are we together now? This man saw an angel because when he feared God, he was devoted to God and he prayed regularly. An angel appeared to him. Not born again, but yet angel appeared to him because he was sincere. I look at it, he said he distinctly, I love that adjective, distinctly, he distinctly saw. That is to help us understand this is not a matter of mirage. This is beyond every reasonable or reasonable doubt. The guy plainly saw. He saw an angel. Hallelujah. And he said, who came and said to him, Cornelius. So understand that the angel was speaking, he was standing in the physical realm, but though he is a spirit being, he spoke not as in the mind, he spoke audible voice, so that the ears of a physical man can hear. That will happen to you as you go into next year. Our attitude towards God must change. Don't allow Satan to rob you in any way this coming year. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. Once a man makes up his mind sincerely, heaven comes. If you just say, if you, if you sigh, and that sigh is a decision, heaven comes. That's the reason why sometimes you wish something and God would do it. You haven't asked him. Oh, I just wished it yesterday. It's done today. 
He hears your sigh. I told you that your thought is louder than your voice in the spiritual realm. Many of us can access your thought at the same time. Who are not with you. But we cannot access your voice if we are not around your range. By prophetic. It's not possible. You know, God can show me your thought in your house. But when you speak in your house, I can't hear it. Do you understand me? Come on, do you understand what I'm saying? So, this man saw an angel. Distinctly. And it's called him Cornelius. Look at the next verse, verse 4. And then it says, Cornelius stared at him in what fear. How can this be? This guy just appeared in my house. Certainly he's not a human being. And he's calling me. And you know, angels have the power and the ability to call you in the midst of crowd. And it's only you who will hear. The rest will not hear. They have, they have the power to make themselves visible to all. Or visible to you alone. In the midst of everybody. You will be talking with them. Others will not see it. They may hear what you are saying. But they will not see who you are speaking with. You have that in the book of, in the, in the book of Daniel. Read Daniel from chapter 10, 11. You will find it. Around, around River Tigris. You see, angels are so lovely. They are so good. They are too good, I tell you. But they are servants of God. They are sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. Hebrews 1.14 Angels are created by God to serve those who will inherit salvation, which is those who are born again, you and I. And if God sent a servant to you, to see the servant is not a privilege. It's a right. But there is something you can do that will allow them to make themselves known to you. Unless you do it, they cannot make themselves known to you. That is, you must be devoted in your heart to God. You must walk in the fear of God. You must call on Him regularly. It's cheap and easy. It's a matter of decision. Are we together now? Come on, church, answer me. You know, I'm just taking this time so that you can relax your legs so that we go pray. I'm not preaching. Because if I preach now, we won't leave here till 20, 10, maybe 11. And we have to go today and prepare for tomorrow. But you need to understand this. The honor and the privilege God has given to you and I. To partake in his divinity. So that the messengers of the spirit is available to all who believe in Christ. Hebrew 1.14. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will be born again. And you are born again, isn't it? Come on now, so you have angels serving you. You have them serving you. But in this new year, God showed me, they will now reveal themselves to many of you. You see, the Holy Spirit will stir up your heart to seek Him more. Those of you who have been very careful, you will discover that in the past two, three months, you might have been praying more than you used to. An awakening is coming in your spirit. You don't understand why. Even some of you who have made decisions that, Lord, I'm going to pray more, and you didn't make it. You pray little, you go back. You have this one again that I need to pray. It is because the Holy Spirit is prompting your spirit because something is about to hit planet Earth. This Earth is about to have a visitation at the beginning of 2019. So that's why the Holy Spirit is tearing up the heart of people towards God, towards God, towards God, so that you will see when they come. I will together now. He says, Cornelius stared at the angel. What is it, Lord? You see? He asked. 
The angel answered, answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Somebody say amen. amen. That which I read today will happen to you in the new year. Amen. All your prayers, all your commitment to God, they have gone to heaven as a memorial. Your giving to God has gone. Come on now. People should understand this. If an angel testifies that the offering a man gives is a memorial before God, who is he that will tell you that you should not give but the devil? Not only your prayers, your offering. Your offering. And we know in the book of Malachi that the word offerings was interpreted in Malachi as tithes and offerings. And we know in chapter 3 from verse 1 of Malachi chapter 3, verse 1 to verse 4, it talks about the time will come when the Levite will be purified. So the Levitical of the old was not extinct. It continued to the new. In the old, there are a sect of people only who speak to God. They call them Levite. But in the new, the Bible says the Levite will be purified. Then it is all who will be purified who believe in the Lord Jesus. We are Levites of God. And it says, at that time, men shall offer offerings that is holy offerings. Not defiled one anymore. Which is this time. I thank God that you are one of them. I say I thank God that you are one of them. Your offerings, your sacrifice, your devotion, your commitment has gone up to heaven as a memorial offering. Look at what it says there for what happened. Now send men to Joppa and bring back a man named Simeon who is called Peter. What is the job of Peter? This man had been laboring in God, but he needed someone to help him understand salvation. Somebody that will lead you to destiny. Your eyes shall be opened by prophetic. You will see them as you enter next year. His destiny is to be born again. He is rich man, well highly placed, but he lacks something in his life, which is a destiny. And little did he know that all the time he had been praying and it seems as if nothing happened to him. He didn't even expect anything. God is recording it. All your coming to church, all your giving, all your prayer has gone up to heaven as memorial. God will send you his holy angels. I love it when I talk about angels. He will send his holy angels. Look, many years ago, when it is hour of prayer... Somebody will tap my feet if I'm sleeping, and I open my eyes, and I wake up. Oh, it's hour of prayer. All right? So I didn't have wristwatch. In those days, they don't have wristwatch that have alarm. They don't. It, doesn't ha- it does not exist on planet Earth. The only alarm that exists is the one you put on top of your table, and when you get, you pump it down, and it stops. Okay? Now you have wristwatches that alarm you. Even this one that they dash me, it will make grrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
Someone will tap me at the back. It's the angels. Because I set my heart to pray. Okay. And at the same time, they will strengthen me, though I slept briefly. Do you know what happened? They've come back again. <laughs> they have come back again. Look, today, I decided to have a good rest. Because we didn't go home yesterday, we didn't get home until about 2.30 or whatever. We were here, doing God's business. And I got to and I said, I have to sleep, Lord. I got up at night, pray in the morning. And I said, this boy needs rest. So, I slept. And at 12 sharp, I said to myself, I will wake up at 12. And at 12 sharp, I heard the doorbell. Dung, dung. And I woke up. I looked at my wristwatch. It is 12. No one is at the door. But the bell woke me up. And I remember they have come back again. But you see, for God's grace to work for a man, you must have a desire to do. Okay? When you have a desire to do something, then the grace can come to help you. But if you don't think about it, and you don't desire it, grace cannot come. I would together now. You know, let me tell you, my brain is working like a clock. Why should I not be thinking? England don't know what is going to happen next year. United Kingdom, we are all in this country. We don't know what is going to happen. I have spoken with people who are Brexiters. I've spoken with those who are yeah, Brexit in. Brexiters. <laughs> Those who don't want to leave, and as long as those who want to leave, and the argument of both is sound. <laughs> but the commonality between both of them is that nobody knows the tomorrow. All our argument is intellectually sound, but they are based on no facts. Even the facts that are is temporal, because by, by overnight, something else can happen in America, and all those facts that you base your economy, it will fail. You know? Turkey is moving now towards Syria. America is moving out of Syria. Do you think that is something that's going to happen in January? Don't you understand? They don't move ammunition without using them. Are we together now? And I can see prophecy God gave us for next year, really, taking place now. And then Syria and the Russia are now parties. Yeah, the Minister of Defense of Russia and, and, and Minister of Defense of, Syria, of, uh, no, of uh, Turkey, the Russia and Turkey minister, they spoke today that they are now allies. Hello? You remember the vision God gave us? The three nations shall come together, the three stools. North Korea, uh, Iran, and uh, North Korea, Iran, no, China is the ball in the midst of it. North Korea, Iran, and Russia. They will form alliance. Russia now, this was about 2007 or 8. Russia now has been in alliance with Iran all these years. They are the ones helping Syria. 
Now the enemy of Syria, Turkey, have joined them that they will now help Syria. Can you understand? America is having problem enough at home with those who are invading without ammunition. They have dichotomy among themselves. Argument over a little thing and the whole government operation breakdown. You think those things just happen? Prophecy is happening before your face. France that will have helped, they, are, they, are, they have confusion in France now. You think France will leave the yellow protesters, yellow vest protesters, to go and look at Syria? No. Satan has given everybody business to handle. England is confused. You think our Prime Minister, she only pushed all the calamity into the new year because she wants to have a good Christmas. If it is you, you do the same thing. I, I, I love her for doing that. If we're going to have problems, not in this year. Let's put it on next year. Hallelujah, somebody. So, Britain has its own problem. Hello? France have its own problem, serious problem now, attempting to remove the Prime Minister. What about Angela Merkel? She's gone already. Let me help you know this. Who will stand or look at Syria when the, the problem begins again now? All of them who will have help, they have enough to nurse. In my dialect, they always say that if fire burn you and burn your child, you sniff off your fire first. Is that also when you are in the plane? They said that if there is sudden compression, oxygen mask like this will come from the from the roof. They said, do your own first before helping your child, isn't it? Aha! Uh -huh. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Help me know this. So, by prophetic, we are seeing manifestations happening and putting things in place. This is the reason why the, the wise are to seek the face of their God now. For there is a law that heaven has in stock to reveal to you. And the only way is to turn your heart towards again understanding. Don't get too busy with all this, what will I eat after he already taken care of it. Turn your eyes towards him. Problems you can't solve, leave it. They will expire. I will gather now. All the problems you have when you were growing up, where are they? Some of them don't even need prayer. They are normal things that will happen at a particular age to you. Just leave them alone. Let us seek the one who has solution to all things. The one who can reveal to the jobless where the job is. The one who can give a name of a man you have never met. And you will go to that industry and ask the name. And his job is waiting for you there. He has done it among us before. And he will do it again. Amen. The God of Christians is a real God. He lost relationship. That's why he died for us. He's calling our hearts to seek him. Leave all these things that are useless. Seek the face of the living one. An angel... Appearance one, he will sort everything out. He will sort everything out. Look at what he says there. Go back to that psalm. If you look at the psalm, therefore, 145 that we read all the time, the three key things which you find in this man, and you find it in every man that God revealed himself to. I will get there now. In verse 18, we'll read it together again. What does it say? Do you call on him? Say that God is near to me. I don't like that way you say it. Say we come that God is near to me. Because I call on him. And say after me, I will call on him more and more. 
If we know that calling on God brings him closer, why don't we call him all the time? We make up our mind, we will. Every hour, speak to heaven. Even if it is five minutes, if it is three minutes, Father, I thank you. The earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. All CFT members can do this. The world and those who do it. Just read that psalm alone. You have contacted heaven. Who shall ascend the heel of the Lord or who shall... Every hour, make it, make it a ritual. Because it brings God nearer once you call. It brings him nearer once you call. And when you continue to call like that, you will develop a type of mindset that angels will see you and they will just stroke your eyes. And they will start talking with you. There will be nothing hidden to you. Look, every problem a man has, you only need one encounter. Isn't it? (laughs) Your own will be different. Look at the next verse. Shall we read together? So, the first one says, he is near to those who call him, and he qualified the call, those who call him in truth. Correct? You don't mishmash your calling. You don't call God today and call the devil tomorrow. Yes? He hears, he, he's near to them. The second one says, he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. Fear him. To fear God is to do what? Shun evil. Simple. The fear of God is not long, you know, exegesis. No. It says to fear God is to shun evil. I have a bad thought to my brother. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. That is fear God. That is fear God. Alright? Maybe he did some action. And in my brain I was thinking, that, ah, that eye is the way he looked towards me now. It seems as if something he's thinking about me. And I say, the Lord rebuke you, devil. His eyes is normal. That is to fear God. Because why? I cannot tell omen, according to the law of God, he banished Christians from interpreting omen. Thou shalt not interpret omen. Ban you from doing that. It's a shown evil. Somebody insulted me, and I wanted to take action. And I said, Lord, I would not. I leave it for you. That is the fear of God. Say, Lord, you saw it. That is the fear of God. So that no one can provoke you to do evil. No. No. You will ignore it. Any action that can make you sin by reaction, you ignore it. It's a good practice. It makes you live long. It makes you live... A life of good health. Headache will not catch you when there is nothing to catch. Are you together now? Plus the fact that your mind will be so susceptible to angels. They will look at you as a clean heart. They will see you as that. Oh, they are gathering, they are talking here and not talking against somebody. I confront them. You don't walk away from them. You tell them, you devils, shut up. So that when they, they will know when you are coming, they will never say something again. Don't say, I walk away from it. No, no, no. Rebuke them there. Confront them. Did you not read it in your Bible school? Is it not so? I can't hear you. 
confront the devil. Did the Bible not say resist the devil and he shall flee? It is good to start to sound alarm clear so that when they see you, if Satan is breathing, they will shut up inside. Satan himself will quickly shut the tap for a while. Because he knows you will rebuke him. When Jesus was not afraid to tell Peter, get you behind me, devil, when Satan spoke to Peter. And Peter didn't understand it. But Jesus, why did you call me devil? He said, yes. He said, Satan wanted to destroy you. Three times I pray for you. He said, when you are restored, restore your, your brothers. Jesus would have said, ah, Peter, who is so close to me? You know, don't say things like that. Don't say it like that now. No, no, no. He said, you devil, get out of him. And the devil left instantly. Peter came to his sanity. Because Jesus was talking about divine destiny. And Peter, who is supposed to uphold it, is saying it will never happen. Quickly shut him up. Then he told him, you are not the devil, but the devil inside you. I, I told him to leave. I'm not, you, I'm not quarreling with you, but you spoke now. Isn't it? Evil spirit just spoke out of your lips. Be frank. That is to fear God. To fear God is to shun all evil. All evil. You have to say, my, my son, when sinners entice thee, do not consent. Consent thou not. I love the King James Version. Consent thou not. When you have friends out of those church who are into dubious stuff, evil things, what do you do? Shut the door and tell them, don't come to my house again. Because your works and your thoughts are evil. Let them know why. I do not want anyone to contaminate my righteous acts. My righteousness. I want to be happy in God all the time. I don't want to live a life of guilt in the morning. And in the night I'm not able to sleep. Shun evil. Why? Because he says, he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. And I want God to fulfill my desire. So I shun you. I want you to hear my cry and say, I will never be party to rebellion. Whatever, whatever whichever way they brand it is <laughs> not my my food to eat. I won't waste my money to buy what will destroy me. Because I know it will fail all the time. I would rather be a company of people who are godly. People who know what they are doing and who know where they are going. I will get it now. This has kept me in ministry for years. I'm sure you are aware of that. I prefer to pastor 10 people who are faithful than to pastor 20,000 people. Bunch of ignorance. Because my pastoring is not based on anything than one thing. Jesus said, all you give me, I brought them to heaven. John 17. Listen to me. That's why I will not be friend to ministers that I know their ways are wayward. Oh, they are popular. I didn't find their name in heaven when I went there each time. There's only one name popular to me. is Jesus. And that's it. I didn't hear them tell me when they had encounters with Jesus Christ. I didn't hear them tell me what God said would happen in their own country for one year, for one day. So I rather look for people like me who can hear God, can see God, 
Alright? We can't be poor. It's impossible. We can't be. So, better to follow righteous people who are few than to be the king of fools who are many. And pay with my life in eternity. Hello? You know, Apostle Williams will have like some others. At least they know my name in Europe or they know my name in America. I start going to preach from one pulpit to the other. I leave you for three months like some do. And go from America to China to Brazil to Tokyo to Australia to Cambodia all over collecting money. You know it's money. And come back and say that I have traveled this year 37 countries. That's what some boast about. No, I have traveled this year to heaven. One country. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. And what I saw shall come to pass. I prefer that than to leave you unattended to and go from pulpit to pulpit collecting offering. My friends do it. My friends are doing it, but we are distant. Friends. But at the end of this year, I am happy to sit yesterday hearing your testimonies. When I get to heaven, God will not ask me about how many countries I went. He will ask me about the people he brought to me in Christ's tabernacle. For them alone, I go. For them alone, I go. If they are in India, I go there. If they are in the ends of the earth, I go there. Because when I die and stand before him, he will not ask me of any meetings I have been to. He will ask me of the people he brought to me. And I work hard to make sure that I don't disappoint him. That's simple. I have food to eat. I, eat. I don't have food to eat. I go to any one of you's house. Will you drive me out? I eat there. I eat there. I'm talking about fearing God. So that he can hear you. He can rescue you when you need him. He can fulfill the desires of your heart. And the final one is the next verse. Shout it together. He watches. He watches over who? He watches over who? Say it again. He watches over who? Now, listen to me. All of you here, don't love your husband or wife more than God. Really, if anybody says he loves his wife or her husband more than God, he didn't really love the wife or husband. He only loved that party for what he's getting. Because a man cannot love man if he had not loved God. That's the reason why when the man is no more supplying what made the love happen, the love is ended. I would get that. This is my wife. I love God first before her. And she must not love me before God. Really, she can't love me if she doesn't love God. The love that you can't put into God, you cannot produce to man. Because God is love. I will together now. God first. And then marriage. God first. And then church. If you don't love God, you cannot love anything. You can only like them. You can be infatuated. And when the element that causes infatuation diminishes, love ended. That's what wrecks many marriages. 
Because they are based on emotion. Not on love. For love can only be found in God. You, my women, any man who doesn't love God, don't even talk with them. To talk of, suggest to you that they want to befriend you. False resume of a man. Do you love God? Same thing with the woman. You young men, don't go and put your head in a woman who doesn't love God. If she doesn't love God, let her go and marry those like her. Are we together? Because if you mischoose and marry, 50% of problem in life is on your head. And if you marry the right person who truly loves God, 50% of your problem is solved. Automatically. Those of you who are in the good marriage can tell me that. Yes. If you want God to watch over, keep loving Him. He watches over all who love Him, but all the wicked He will destroy. I don't read that one because there's no wicked here. I cannot see here you say amen. I say we don't have wicked here. Let's stand up together. We're going to pray. The first prayer, we're going to pray very briefly because we'll pray now just few prayer points before we close. We have asked God to stir up the river of revival within us. We have asked God to stir up the river of prophetic within us. We want to pray now. There is a a scripture in the book of Luke. We read it during Christmas, chapter 2. And I said we will pray. Thank you, Father, for bringing it to my mind. It's chapter 2, verse 14. The prophecy of the angels. It said, Glory be to God in the highest, and on earth peace unto men of whom his favor rests. You want to pray, God, your favor rests on me because I accepted the Prince of Peace. Let me enjoy peace all over me. My life, my body, my family. Lift up your voice, I begin to pray. Let me enjoy your peace. Peace unto men upon whom his favor rests. Tell the Lord, let your favor manifest upon me the peace that comes from accepting your son. Let me enjoy peace in my body. Let me enjoy peace in my marriage. Let me enjoy peace in my family. Because the angel said, peace upon men. Upon whom his favor rests. Your favor is upon me. Let me enjoy your peace, O oh God. Let me enjoy your peace in my heart. Let me enjoy your peace in my body. Let your peace rest upon my family. Tell the Lord.
Let my heart flow of your peace. The peace that produced faith and confidence in God. Sovereign Lord, let me enjoy your peace in my house. Let me enjoy your peace in every Christ Christ's tabernacle church all over the world. Let me enjoy your peace over my offspring. Tell the Lord, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Keep your soul and body. Keep your soul and body. Let your peace keep my soul and my body. Pray for your father if you have one. Pray for your mother if you have one. Pray for your children. Let your peace reign in the heart of all my children. Your peace in the bones of my children. Their minds, oh God. Their mind and their body. Pray for your brothers, your sisters, their children, their husbands and wives. Let your peace reign in my kindred. Let your peace rest upon them. Oh, like a river, Lord. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. I can't hear your amen. Do you know that we are not supposed to be sick at all? We're not. You know why? Because it's a finished work of the cross. He was wounded because of our transgressions. So, because of that, we are sinless. He was tested because of our iniquities. Because of that, our iniquities shall not be imputed on us. But he says, by his stripes we were. He didn't say we are healed. His past. We were. So if a Christian encounters sickness, that sickness, that Christian only needs to enter into the covenant. Are we together now? You want to pray? Look at the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 3 verse 24. No one living in Zion will say, I am ill. And the sins of those who dwell therein will be forgiven. Now that scripture, a part of it, has been forgiven. Our sins have been forgiven. Then it says, once your sins have been forgiven, it shall not be mentioned I am ill. So when illness comes, what are we supposed to do? To take the authority of the word over it. Not to seek anyone to pray for you. You are born again. We are born again. Look at what the Bible says in Exodus 15, 26. He said, If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in His eyes, if you pay attention to His commands, and keep all His decrees, I will not bring on you any of the disease I brought on the Egyptian, for I am the Lord who heals you. Now we're going to pray. This has conditions. Also, this condition helps us know that though no should be healed in Zion, but of course, if you falter in the decree of God, you can be vulnerable to uncertain sickness, which should not be among you. And we're going to pray about that. And then he says, in the book of Psalm, which is the base we are praying for. Over. Psalm 107. 
Psalm 107. It says in verse 17, Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. You see, you see, confirming that it is sin that brings affliction. It is when you breach the laws of God, the decrees of God, maybe in your mind, in your heart. Then it says, They lost all food and drew near the gates of death. Verse 19 says, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent forth his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to God. Everyone who is sick among us, your sickness will end up in thanksgiving. Do you know something? I want us to pray. Pray from your heart. Because we are not supposed to be sick. We are going to stand against every infirmity, every form of illness. Not only you alone, your, your family members, your parents, your, your brothers, your sisters, your children. We are going to decree. We bring ourselves under the pool of the blood of Jesus and command healing to our bones. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Send his word and he heal them. Every infirmity is a result of sin. The blood of Jesus avails for sins. Jesus over every contravention that I'm giving ground to the illness and infirmity. And now command by the word of God, every sickness you are fake, we extinguish you in the name of Jesus. We curse you to die from your roots. We command healing to our bones. We send the word of God into our liver into our kidney, into the womb of our women, into the blood that flow in our body, into our brain, into our eyes, we send the word of God. We command healing to our eyes. We command healing to our brain. Every child that is autistic, we, re- we correct their brain in the name of Jesus. There shall be known that we say is our meal. For the Lord shall forgive the sins of them. He says, if, and you shall say to the downcast, lift him up, and God will raise him up. We command everyone sick among us, lift up out of your infirmity. Like a bird, we break this land. Fly away out of your sicknesses. In the name of Jesus Christ. It is the right of everyone to enjoy good health. It is the right of everyone to enjoy good health. We command mind to be healed. Those who have lost their mind, we command them to be healed. Those who are bound among us, we lose their chains in the name of Jesus. Decree in the name of Jesus. Bondages be broken. Fetters be destroyed. Rebuke the evil spirit that caused infirmity. Out of my house. Out of my life. You evil spirit of infirmity, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord of us rebuke you. The spirit of evil thoughts will rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your life is worth a living. To think about suicide is of the devil. You shall not die but 
loudly if you are hearing my voice. That evil spirit that, that, that does not love life, I cast it out of you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. A man must finish his work before he dies. Lord, we take authority by the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. We stand on the blood of the Lamb. We command long life, good health. With good health, we will enter the new year. For the redeemed of the Lord will enter Zion with singing. Father God, in Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. Bring out your request. And we're going to pray from the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, no, chapter 16, verses 3 and 4. The year 2019 is your year. You will be the letter God has written to the universe. It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Then it says, the Lord works out everything for his own ends. We're going to pray. Lord, all my requests, I commit to your hand. Bless my plan. Let my plan succeed. From now, as I enter the new year, if you didn't write anything, just stretch your hand before the Lord. But tomorrow, begin to put together. Tonight, when you get home, write things down. It's good to think about it, but put it down. Because that scripture says, commit to the Lord whatever you do. That is, write your vision down and make it plain. And your plans will succeed. So you pray, Father, all my plans for next year, give me success. Shall we begin to pray? Father, Lord, we present our plan next year to you. 
Help me to succeed in all my plans. You said commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Tell the Lord, work out everything according to the counsel of your will. Oh, Lord our God, tell the Lord, lead me to your perfect plan for my life. Direction be given to us. Discernment be given. Provision be given to me. Tell the Lord, I stand on your word. To speak into 2019 before it comes. That my plans shall succeed in the name of the Lord. I present unto you alone the plans of my heart. Thank you, Father God, for success. Thank God for success. Thank God for success. Thank God. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. My God and King. We stand upon your word, which cannot be broken. You said, commit to the Lord whatever you do. So we bring our thoughts, our plans to you. The things that we write down that come to our mind that we want to do, first prayer is this. Enable us by your Holy Spirit to design a plan to achieve it. And the plans... That we will write down, that we will put down, that we will conceive. Towards achieving this aim that you are given to us, these visions you are given to us. I invoke your blessing upon our plans. I say our plans will succeed. In 2019, no plan will be aborted. I say no vision shall be eroded. I say we will not give up. Vision that you give to our hearts shall come to pass. Every plan that you come to that you have given to our hearts shall come to pass. It is written, the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be, our plan shall come to pass. And it says, as I purpose they will stand, the purposes of our life before you shall stand and be achieved. Lord, you will defeat Assyria in our land, you will destroy their yoke over us. The of hell or man will not hinder our plans next year. We call forth people, help us all over the world that we have fulfill our dream. We call them in the name of Jesus to come forth. Resources to fulfill the dreams, receive them in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because it's done. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. Before we share the grace, I want to just say to us that tomorrow. Our tomorrow's prayer will not be in the night. It will be in our service. Because I reckon we are having one service. So, don't come here tomorrow night. In that service, we are going to pray for an hour. Are we together? So that when we close, we go home and in the evening we pray in our home. And carry on with this prayer initiative. Nine, six, three, nine, twelve, three, afternoon. Is as of prayer. Six, the watch begins. Hebrew watch is four watches. Six to nine, nine to twelve, twelve to three, and three to four. And it is within nine, uh, twelve, and uh, uh, really not twelve. Uh, is the, in the third watch, which is towards the end of third watch, about twelve, two to three, that Jesus walked on the road on the river of Galilee. He prayed from uh, the second watch, which is probably about nine. And he prayed 
till about 2 a.m. 3. And they have gone three miles away. And he came to the sea and he walked on the river. There is power in praying in the midnight. Do we get it now? Let that be our attitude back now, fully. I would together now. And God would do wonders among us. Lift up your right hand to heaven, let's share the grace. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. There shall be shouts of blessing. It will fall in my house. There shall be showers of blessing. This is the promise of God. There shall be seasons with refreshing sent from the Savior above. Showers of blessing.
to us according to our confessions. God bless you and see you tomorrow.